Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. FYA 10 is just a few short weeks away. Dimension 6, Warn, and Envision will be representing From Within Records that weekend. So please make sure to stop by the From Within Records table. There's going to be new hats, shirts, hoodies, zines, and a whole lot more. So please, if you're going to be at FYA 10, please go support From Within Records. Also, February 3rd, another Bob Wilson joint, Scarab, Warn, double record release show. It's going to be insane. So please go grab a ticket before it sells out. It's going to be at a small venue. It's going to be an awesome show. Scarab, Warn, Division of Mine, Burning Lord, and Discontent. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up X or Instagram and click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band or for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. Or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. Before we get into today's guests, I'm back from Bogota. I appreciate all the support that everyone's been showing on the Bogota vlogs. Day one and day two are out now. Day three and day four are coming very soon. Day three is the last day of the fest, which is awesome. And day four is a, my final day in Bogota. Did a little bit more sightseeing with uh, the homies Jeff and Carl Gunhouse. And then you get to see my travels through the Panama airport, which was very interesting. But I'm very happy to be back. But I want to give a huge shout out to Carlos, to Rob Brigade, to the whole entire, uh, you know, Bogota scene. It was definitely something that I will always remember. It exceeded my expectations, and I definitely am looking forward to going back next year. So if you're at all curious, go watch my vlogs. You get a small taste of it. Go to Feet First Productions uh, YouTube page and watch all the videos that Jeff filmed while we were down there. Seriously, an awesome time, and I highly recommend it for anybody who is the least bit curious about hardcore in Bogota. I, I'm going back next year, so you should too. It's awesome, and it's and it was really cool for me to be able to travel down there and finally get to experience hardcore internationally, and I have nothing but positive things to say, so please go support bands like Spit Out, one of my favorite bands from the fest. Obviously, Raw Brigade was awesome. And shout out to all the bands from the states who traveled down. Uh, it was really cool to see a lot of familiar faces and to see them get very similar reactions that they do here in the states. It was it was awesome. So once again, I highly recommend it. And I'm looking forward to going back next year. But on today's episode, we had to track down two members from a band called Out for Blood which I'm a huge fan of. If you're not familiar, I highly suggest you hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, your Apple Music, your Tidal, Bandcamp, whatever, and go seek out Out for Blood. 
very awesome band. I'm stoked to have been able to have discovered them and to have been able to have some of the members on the podcast. It was something very fun for me because before the podcast, zero relationships. We were just strangers on the internet, but to be able to sit down and talk with them and build this relationship, it was awesome. I, I had a great time talking to them and uh, getting to know about the history of Out for Blood and just hearing about what's going on in their scene right now. It, it, it's so cool. So shout out to Out for Blood and shout out to everybody out there in the Minnesota hardcore scene. So please strap in and enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Kyle and Jake from Out for Blood to the show. Recording. Welcome to the podcast. If you guys can please introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Jake. Uh, I play guitar in Out for Blood. And I'm Kyle. Uh, I front Out for Blood in the front man. Thank you guys for being here today. This is so awesome because I'm like trying to rack my brain to remember who it was or how I stumbled across this, but I was just on uh, X or Twitter, whatever yeah. you guys want to call it these days. Uh, but I, I was just scrolling through and uh, I, I just saw your profile, Jake, and I wasn't sure if I was on the the following um, or the for you page okay, on Twitter, okay. which I hate or, or um, that's like the worst one. But I was just scrolling through yeah. and I, I saw uh, your profile and uh, somebody talking about for uh, about out for blood. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, let me check it out. And just by chance, you know, we have no prior relationship before yeah. me reaching out. Uh, I, I checked out the music and I was like, damn, this is this is sick. I was like, I wonder if they would do my podcast. So. I, I reached okay, out dude. and I, I'm stoked that you guys are down and I'm just a fan and I'm happy to have you guys here today to talk about the band. So thank you. Dude, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's thank you so it's much. really so cool that you that. were able to find it like organically like that. Yeah, it's so random. And because uh, normally I'm like, you know, pretty in tune. I, I try to be as in tune as I can when it comes to yeah. music uh, across the world. Uh, but yeah, just somehow I'm uh, out for blood. Just uh, didn't uh, come across my radar until I was on Twitter th that one random day. Hey, I'll take it. That's yeah, just another reason awesome. for me to keep that horrible app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th th that I, out of all the social medias, that's probably like my least used. It's the most cancerous. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm just curious for the the origin of Out for Blood. How did this whole band come together? So, um, essentially, Alex, the drummer for Out for Blood, and I play in another band called Rot. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit more on like the metalcore side of things. It's like if Kublai Khan and stick to your guns had a baby kind of vibe. Okay. Um, and he, he likes playing the music, but it's not like his passion. Like it's not, it's not the, the genre or style that he really loves to play. Uh, so he, he came to me, um, early, late December, early January and kind of was like, Hey, um, I, I want a band. I want you to, to help me make a band for like the style that I'm after. And I was just kind of like, okay, so um, 
I wrote one song, uh, Broken Blade was the first song written. Um, and we needed a vocalist at that point because we were like, we can find uh, another guitarist or bass player in the city pretty easily, but finding the right person to front your band is a, a completely different decision to make. <clears throat> and uh, Kyle had just moved from Florida, not but like a few months prior, like three months prior. Yeah. Um, and so Alex and I were just kind of talking like, well, shit, we should ask him if he wants to, to front a band. He has good energy and we feel like it would be a, a good fit. And uh, it just kind of fell into place. And I'm curious, well, wh- which part of Florida did you move from? Uh, I'm from Jacksonville. Okay. Go I live there. I lived there for the first 28 years of my life. And then I just, I moved up here just kind of for a change of scenery. Okay. And did you guys know each other before you moved out there? We were like mutual. Stock mutual. Yeah. Stock mutual. Like never really held a conversation or anything. Just like, like a, I see you, you see me keep doing your thing. And then I was like, when I, when I decided to move here, I was like, Oh, I know a couple of people live there and Jake was one of them. So I messaged him before I moved. I was like, Hey, I'm moving up that way in a couple of, a couple of months. Like, you know, uh, let's hang out. Let's, let's get food or something or whatever. Ironically, I I had told him, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people out here that like want to start bands. So if you're like looking for that, you can probably find people to, to make a band with. Well, did we know it would be with each other? That's crazy. And yeah. is there like a special relationship between Minneapolis and Jacksonville? Cause, cause I, 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 I have a friend who used to go in between. So now so, I'm just like thinking about, it. I'm curious. We've been, we've been talking about this for a while. Cause I'm from, I'm from San Diego. Okay. Um, so we're we're pretty sure that there's two options of transplants for Minnesota. It's either Florida or California or and there's a snowbird effect, too, of course. Right. But there's there's some the, the most transplants that you'll you'll meet in Minneapolis are like majority are either from uh, down in Florida somewhere or from California somewhere. Interesting. It's a, it's a very random kind of happenstance yeah <laughs> and w- which part of san diego because san diego is beautiful I-, I i live in orange county but i, I oh uh, do you yeah, yeah so I-, okay. I have some friends that live down in san diego so i grew up in a little podunk town called ramona which is like by like julian where like the pie company is and like all that shit so like it's kind of in like the escondido okay. kind of area um so like when I, I I usually just tell people you know San Diego because that's way easier than explaining like forty five minutes east inland from the beach is where you know mm-hmm. but yeah it's a little like cow pie high town called Ramona okay and uh, how did you end up leaving the area and end up in Minneapolis so uh, when I turned I think I turned nineteen and my parents were like hey man have you thought about moving out and I'm like you know what I haven't that's a really good that's a good thing to look into I should probably try and move out. Uh, and I started looking at like what my options were and like the only way I was going to be able to move out is if I grabbed like four or five other friends. Uh, we all lived in like lemon Grove split a bedroom, you know, and it's just like, as I'm going into like my early twenties, my, the thought of splitting a bedroom with a dude wasn't really high on my list of priorities just due to, to cost of living. Um, so I started looking at other cities that had um a lot of life downtown in general like i'm not a huge like i don't go downtown all the time but i know that if downtown has people and activities the likelihood of the surrounding cities being you know uh good 
is also fairly high. Um, and it's also so much cheaper. Um, so it's just active, active lifestyle in the cities. The music here was really strong, still is. Um, we get good shows. We're technically an A market, whether or not people want to believe that or not. Um, and yeah, just way cheaper. So just kind of lined up, hit all my bases. Okay. And I'm uh, curious about the scene out there because I, I watched the video from uh, Alpha Blood's first show. Yeah. Uh, shout out to as a noise horse, if, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I love the fact that I, you were shouting out like a bunch of the local bands and shouting out your friends that even traveled just to get to the first show. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Can you talk about, uh, you know, what, what the scene is like out there for you guys? Yeah. So I'll, I'll speak on that a little bit because I'm kind of have my hands very much in it. Like uh, I actually booked a show today there's a show later today that uh that i booked that we actually hopped on had to hop on last second because a couple of bands dropped but um but yeah no the scene is really cool out here uh when i first moved here there wasn't really a lot of like hardcore bands really there was one or two uh but um i i think i was talking to a couple of people because i was obviously wasn't here before covid but uh, during, but before COVID, like someone made a joke, like before COVID, there was like negative four hardcore bands here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, uh, now it's like, I, I've got like a, a note in my notes app full of bands that are starting or about to start or about to drop demos and put out, do their first shows. And then some of the bands that have been around for a little over a year are starting to put out like their second release and, uh, I'll speak specifically for the band Nod. They're playing a uh, flyover fest uh is coming up weekend uh which i'll be which i'll be attending so i'm really looking forward to that um i know the band all of god's children is uh writing some changing their direction a little bit to like being way more metalcore and from the clips that i've seen so far it sounds really really sick (laughs) um so uh i don't know when they're putting that out but i think it'll be fairly soon uh Another band that has, shares a couple of members with not and all of God's children is a band called Lack. Uh, it's our friend Noah's band who also does uh, Future Sight Records up here. Um, and Lack is very cool. It's very just like kind of straightforward hardcore. Yeah. Uh, I can't really pinpoint like a specific band that would match it very well. Uh, but it's that that stuff's really cool too. Uh, I can't speak on a whole lot of other bands right now because a lot of them don't have recorded music yet. Um, but they're grinding. They, they're, yeah, they're like putting their there is there's people there. putting in work, like trying to make new bands and write new music right now. Oh yeah, and it's really it's really cool. Um, this band isn't specifically from the cities; they're technically from outside of the cities, but they're by all means honorary Twin Cities band. Uh, can't say enough about Identity Crisis. Yeah, they're all like you know, anywhere from like 15 to 17 years old. And they're some of like the most talented kids I've ever seen play music. They, they get the genre so well. They just, for whatever reason, these kids just have punk and hardcore in their pocket and they just get it. And it's cool as shit to see. Yeah. All right. The the drummer Silas is actually filling in for us later today. <laughs> Cause okay. our, uh, our drummers in California right now. Oh, interesting. California. Uh, vacation can, can you speak on yeah. it yeah oh, yeah okay. he's in he's in temecula 
Oh, good old Temecula. That's the, okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> I've been there a couple times. Uh, it, yeah. They used to have this interesting venue in Temecula. It was like short lived, but it was called like the firehouse. And it was like some old like yep. theater. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I've so, been there. Okay. I've so you're, you're familiar. Yeah. I, I saw like as blood runs black there. I saw underneath the yep. gun. Um, yeah. Crazy. Venue. We were probably, we were probably at a lot of the same shows. I'm not going to lie. That, that is wild. Um, but interesting. Okay. And, but I, I, I would love to hear the, um, you know, it sounds like the the youth is putting in a lot of work out there, which I think is very important because sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, new kids will show up to the scene that they'll have fun going to shows. But sometimes they might think that they can't um, contribute that way. Right. They think of being like in a it's band, out, it's almost out of their reach. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But 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 it's really awesome to hear that out there. Um sounds like a lot of them were just so passionate and wanting to, uh, you know, get involved. And I are hungry. Yeah. They're so hungry. And, yeah. and I think that's really important. And I always try to encourage everybody like, you know, whenever I go to show, see some new kids, you know, I always just try to say, what's up, dap them up or, you know, if, if exactly. kids ever want to talk or whatever, like, you know, I never want to be too cool for anybody. Fuck uh, no. Yeah. 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 Um, I will say, uh, where I'm from Jacksonville, uh, I won't say it's not welcoming, but it doesn't necessarily like promote growth. It doesn't promote that. It hasn't really promoted that much growth in the past. Like there's like some little bit of infighting here and there and mm. I'll keep it at that. Um, but like, uh, and I've seen that with other scenes too. Like it's not a unique experience. Yeah. There's other scenes that aren't like super like welcoming or like really like willing to like get people involved to stay around. I, I just think that's, you know, there's, I can't really speak on it too much for the moderate, for like the, this day, the modern day. Um, but uh because nowadays i do kind of see like a lot of people are more welcoming because i recognize oh wow like uh we need to have the next generation ready to go yeah or else this is gonna die out <laughs> like when we have when we get too busy and we can't do this anymore yeah. whatever might happen um the first thing i noticed when i moved here is that there was a lot of young people but there wasn't a lot of young people that were starting bands yep. um so i wanted to like when i got here like i wanted to make sure like if I was going to be involved in doing stuff in the scene, I wanted to make sure that I was uh, contributing to like a healthy way of people recognizing like, hey, like you can do all of this stuff yeah. and I will put on for you. Like uh, there's these kids uh, in this band, Sucker Punch. They're playing their first show tonight at the show that we're playing. Okay. And all of those kids are at like every single show going ape shit. Like, so it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah. So, uh, and that's the kind of thing I love to do. Like if you're supporting your scene or supporting what I'm doing, like I, it's, it's my right to just return the favor. Like it's, that's how you keep things strong and well-knit and you have a strong community. The music and, scene's a plant. If it, like anything else, if you right. water it and give it enough love and you actually are welcoming, like it'll grow. Yeah. But if you neglect it and you don't water it and you don't give it that attention, it'll die. So like, you let bugs eat it. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I feel like that's a pretty a big role to take on to, to book shows. Uh, can you talk about how you, uh, you know, got into doing that? Well, yeah. So um, I will say like off rep, like I'm absolutely not the only person doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I am not the, even the primary person who's yep. doing it. I got to give credits to our friend Noah who does that. Who's in black and all of God's children and does future site. He puts in a lot of work for booking shows. Also this snow and flurry yep. team as a whole, they also put in a lot of work to book cool shows too. Um, but yeah, um, I just kind of saw it as an opportunity. Like, uh, I wanted to have like a heavy focus on booking shows, trying to get, uh, regional bands, like kind of coming here more often. Yeah. Um, 
Noah and the future site team definitely focus more on the touring aspects. I don't necessarily have those kind of connections, but I can get re if I can get regional bands up here as like a one of, and just kind of like build up like a regional interconnection between scenes. I feel like that's something that's really important to help multiple scenes grow because if we have here in Milwaukee that are tight, uh, that's a good connection. If here in Des Moines are tight, if here in Omaha, Nebraska are tight, and then I uh, Des Moines and Omaha and whatever might have you, like I feel like that's a really important thing to like grow a scene for, on a regional level. And I feel like that can be just as important as having it grown on a local level too. True. So that's kind of like the thing that I saw whenever I was booking shows. I was like, okay, what bands within like a five to six hour drive distance from here that I can pull for one of are like cool and can do that and can pull that kind of thing off. Yeah. And I kind of want to focus on that. And we have enough local people starting bands and enough local bands to where we can fill the shoes for the rest of the shows. But yep. that's kind of something I really wanted to get my feet wet in because I haven't booked many shows like this. I think since I moved here tonight is the first show that I booked like all by myself before that. Um, I've helped with Jake with booking some of the Alpha Blood stuff. Yep. And then uh, I booked like a last minute snuffed on sh site show with my friend Louie, who's in a band called Cold Peace. Also, Cold Peace is a really good band. I want to shout them out too. Um, and we booked that like last minute, like with four days notice. And we had like, like what, 130? Yeah, 130 people showed up to that. So four days notice. So that's awesome. Doing, pre doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I have a show that I'm going to later tonight, um, and it's projected to be really bad. Uh, the touring bands know that just because it was like the uh, the, the, the show just got passed around. The like yeah. original venue got broken into, so it closed down. And oh, uh, yeah, and apparently uh, the the lineup not everyone was on the same page. So like literally like ninety percent of the uh, lineup dropped. And then I got hit up like literally like like three or four days before, and it was just like, "Hey, can you help get us some bands?" And it's just like it was like the worst time because like you know people <laughs> are on tour or in the middle of recording, and it's yep. just like uh, not like like basically nobody was available to do something like so last minute. Yeah. Um, uh, but one band was, and it's just yeah. like, oh, I, we're all just uh, going to the show tonight just to hang out and have fun. Like nobody's expecting this to be a blowout just because it was such a shit show just to even get together. So we're just like kind of yeah. happy that we made it to the day the show's happening. It's like, cool. Right. If one person shows up, we're stoked. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. I <laughs> like booking shows is uh, such a stressful thing, but it's also, it's um, yeah, yeah. But it's also really fun too, because like just having uh, the, the the ones that go well, it, it's it's a nice feeling where you're, you're able to kind of step back and be like, wow, this is so cool that uh, everybody's here for this awesome moment. Yeah, and just being able to bring like-minded individuals together in in a room is powerful in and of itself, regardless if it's music or for um, fighting for you know political stances or whatever it is. Just having those people around you that are like-minded individuals just to gather in a room is massive. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And just curious about out for blood. You guys put out a lot of, uh, you know, material this year, uh, yeah. which is, you know, awesome for someone like me who enjoys the band. Uh, but is there going to be a point where you guys like, you know, next year take a break since you guys have, you know, put so much out this year, or is it going to be this continuous drop of, uh, you know, music? So, um, yeah, my 
right now we're working on a, a five song EP. We're going to go down to Omaha and record with um, our buddy, Ryan Harvey. Um, he's done a bunch of records. He did uh, the first uh, I am record and he did the first uh, Kublai record or the full length. Um, he's, he's just touched a bunch of really rad records and just beyond that, the dude is just super chill, super nice guy, really good at helping like, bring the best and most creative part of you out uh so we're gonna go do uh, a five song with him and then my guess is that we'll probably do kind of a similar uh similar attack is you know release a five song quarter one um and then as quarter two and three come along just drop singles as we go because we don't have anybody telling us what we can do or what we can't do um and like a lot of the a lot of the songwriting is it's collaborative, but like it happens on such a spontaneous kind of moment. Like, um, what was it? Is it Reaper's Gaze? Yes, dude. So holy crap! <laughs> Alex and I, uh, we wanted to write a song, uh, but we also wanted to grill food and get drunk. Uh, so uh, Alex came over and we started writing Reaper's Gaze, and slowly throughout the night, just got blackout hammer drunk there's um there's a window right here and we put the grill right outside the window so we could leave it open and watch the food from the room while, while we were writing and just at the end of the night we were like well we'll we'll print this out and we'll come back to it in the morning and see if it passes like the the next day test because you know you write something in the moment and you're like this is sick this is awesome but if you go listen to it you know the next day at noon you're like "Ooh, this might this might suck actually um, we listened back and we were like, wait, we were able to do that in that state. So like, it, it's kind of like, a songs get written just on the fly. Mm -hmm. Um, at this point we probably have like four incomplete songs that just like, we're focusing on the riffs and making sure that <laughs> it's actually, uh, up to our standard to release. And cohesive. And, yeah, and cohesive, not just a, a hodgepodge riff salad. Um, but yeah, my, my guess is that back to the, the actual question is that chances are we're probably going to drop breadcrumbs the whole year. Okay. I, I, I like that strategy because uh, you kind of just kind of stay on the radar of, of everybody, yeah. right? Because yeah. you, you you start strong and then obviously with like the rest of the world, uh, you know, music's constantly coming out, but for you guys to, you know, pop in every now and then just to kind of yep. remind people like, hey, like we're still here doing awesome stuff. It's pretty well, cool. Like, you know, you can only listen to a two minute and 20 second song so many times. Like even if it's your favorite song on the fucking planet earth like you can only listen to that song so many times until you're like okay i need i need something else i can't i can't drive this song into the ground anymore or i will start to hate it so kind of the thought there is you know if if i can give you seven songs to kind of hyper fixate on and cycle through and be like oh this is my new favorite right now oh this one is my new favorite right now instead of being like well i listened to their whole album four times on the way to work you know, and I want to ask about uh, you mentioned Broken Blade was the first song that you guys wrote. Can, yep. can, can you talk about uh, how you chose the samples in it? And can you talk about what the song is about? I'll speak a little bit on what the song is about. Um, the song is very much so about like uh, 
it kind of has a dual meaning. It kind of coincides with uh, politicians and police and uh, how they put up this kind of like facade of like, like they're there for you and they want what's best for you. And it's it time and time again, like we get shown that like, that's absolutely not the case. Uh, police are generally just there in a place of power to protect the wealth of like the upper class. And we see it time and time again, that politicians are kind of here to do the same thing. They only really care about lining their pockets. And, you know, while I feel like some people might go into politics, like with good intentions, thinking they can make the change, they get corrupted. And I unfortunately have seen that myself with a few select politicians that I actually had a good feeling about uh, up until recent events with the Israel-Palestine conflict that uh, it really disappointed me. And, you know, it kind of opened my eyes even more to the fact of, you know, what I wrote Broken Blade about. Um, the, the, the name Broken Blade is kind of a nod to how uh, it's kind of a nod to like knighthood and how uh, people view certain members of society as like protectors and how some people view police and politicians as protectors, people who are there to keep you safe and like do but right by you. And when knights wield the blade, like they're, they're there to protect and like serve and everything like that. But if their blade is broken, they're useless. So politicians and police are a broken blade. And uh, and unfortunately, we see it to a point to where uh, it's not just uh, uh, from a place of not acting, but it's from a place of acting in a way that is very damaging to families and uh, communities and different facets of society. And um, a lot of people like that in earlier times would would get revolted against and be executed. <laughs> Um, for acting that way and so there's a line uh, that where I put like your head under the blade is a necessity a false sense of protection is all you'll ever be um, and that kind of goes to the fact of like there needs to be real change and like we're living under a ruling class like the average person is living under a ruling class and they need to realize they could very easily be removed from that if we decided to do something about it the uh the sample is uh Hattori Hanzo from Kill Bill. I don't know if you've ever if you're familiar with the Kill Bill series at all. Yeah, it's probably my favorite Tarantino film, if I'm being honest. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So and like the the monologue is um talking about how he 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 took an oath and he doesn't want to make something that kills, but this is the finest sword he's he's made and if you were to come across God, it would cut God. That's that's so sick. I I, I love that you guys use uh, samples because uh, you know it, it, it's always been a thing in hardcore, but I, I always think it's cool when bands uh, do that because it, I feel like it makes the song just like that much more special. I think it also takes a little bit of like thinking like you're super serious out of it. Like, you know, yeah, we wrote the song and then we're like, well, also what if we put a sample in here? Wouldn't that be fun? You know, it's a fun I, little time. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it, it removes a little bit of like the, like the, I guess, cool guy aspect of like, I write hardcore songs with hardcore breakdowns and, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like I got that from you guys when I looked at the cover for another poison. 
because <laughs> uh you know uh, obviously uh, these days uh that that mascot joe camel uh you know he used to be on tv and uh, like heavily promoted but uh, you, know, you can't do that these days but i was just curious nope. uh, whose idea was that because I, I thought that was hilarious so that's uh our guitarist chris uh he loves uh joe camel Okay. He, lo- he loves it. Uh, he has a. Doesn't he have a sweat? Didn't his wife get him a like a like a fat Joe Camel sweater? I think, or something I think for, you're right. You're right. For his I think birthday. So, yeah. <laughs> so like the the dude just loves anything that's like like anything that is considered a bad thing. You know, like smoking cigarettes or like you know drinking and riding motorcycles. Bad boy energy. Bad, he's he's big bad boy energy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. He uh. He works uh, security at uh, Sturgis Rally at the the Buffalo Chip. So, and he he does that every single. He's been doing that for like I think almost ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's definitely our uh, our, our bad boy. Yeah, great cover. And uh, so uh, that was one of the singles that you just uh, dropped after the demo. Can, can you talk about what was there? Because uh, obviously, I'm I'm like playing catch up, right? Because I I just found out about you guys like uh, sure, probably totally. like, like a month or two ago. Uh, was was that like str- uh, strategically planned for a certain time, or was that just a random drop? Um, I think when it comes down to it, we we let the the demo kind of get as much steam as possible without us you know every week for you know months being like have you listened to this hey have you seen this have you checked this out like kind of just letting it grab its, its organic reach yeah and take its course yeah and then as soon as we felt like it was kind of like it had hit its its peak of what it could do by itself we wanted to be like well you know those three songs are pretty sick but we also have this other song that's a little different but still in the exact same vein and it it's a little it's a little more like has a little bit more groove to it um yeah we just i i think realistically when it comes to dropping music for us it's we we let something take its organic toll and it grab its organic reach and as soon as that's we feel like that's done all that it can do we're like all right here's something new okay yeah yeah i i, I like it and um you, you mentioned reaper's gaze earlier that, that was on a compilation Yep. Yep. So um, that's the and that goes back to our buddy Noah, who runs a uh, future site. Um, it's a uh, it's a compilation. He grabbed uh, a bunch of Minnesota bands uh, and just had them all put together either a new song or just an old song that could be featured on the uh, compilation on the compilation. Um, and there was like a few setbacks on the release date for that. So we kind of asked him like, hey, do you care if we released this onto our Spotify and we put like the, we, we made like a little fake sticker for it. So it like says, you know, uh, exclusively on future site uh, records compilation, trying to like help drive some eyes towards that. Um, and I think it worked out really well. Yeah. The, the compilation's really good. All the bands on it are, are incredible yeah it, re- it really is uh it's not out the compilations isn't like out on streaming or anything uh i think he might put it on a band camp but he made like a, a compilation cd for like it physicals yeah okay. and those did really well locally i think 
That's awesome. And yeah, uh, locally, I also wanted to ask, when I watched that video from your first set and the kids were going off, uh, I, I thought that was really cool because you know, sometimes a band will have their first show, doesn't matter who it is, uh, might yeah. not uh, you know be that active. So totally. I, I, I think it was really cool for kids to you know be in tune with the music and you know show you guys that kind of love for your first show. We were we were really excited to just just play the songs because they're just fun to play. Um, and then on top of that, um, I remember we had a conversation of because uh, in in O for B, it starts out with like the big gang chant and it's just shouting out for blood. Um, we had a conversation about, you know, should should we like we being, um, you know, the guitarists and bassists or whatever, should we be doing the gang chants into the mic? And we kind of stopped and we were like, no, I think. I think we just need to let it be organic. Like if people want to do the chant, that's awesome. I love that. But I also don't want to like force that, you know, if, if somebody connects with the music enough that they want deep in their chest to, to try and steal the mic and yell that that's incredible, but I don't want to sit there on the stage and like, kind of like shepherd you into it, mm -hmm. you know? I want it. I want it to feel natural for you. Because if it doesn't feel natural for you, it's not going to feel natural for me either. Yeah. And and fortunately, like for a couple of other songs that we've written, there have been parts like that where people have done pileups and like shout outs and stuff yeah. like that that yep. were not even intended to be that when we wrote the song. Yeah, like the end of poison or some of the the chants in heart goes cold and reapers a little reapers, bit of reapers gaze yeah. too. Yes, yeah. so some of that wasn't even like intended to be that kind of thing and it just wound up being that thing anyways and which is incredible we're super fucking thankful that a people listen at all and b listen with enough intent to download those lyrics into their head and then just have them in their brain so whenever they you know if they make it out to see us they're already ready to just steal that mic yeah. it's it's an amazing thing yeah, and I, I think it's important too that you guys put the lyrics up, right? Because there's a lot of bands where oh, yeah. they'll oh, yeah. they'll do what I think is the bare minimum, right? They'll just upload the songs and cool, it's up there. Go go figure it out. Um, yeah. But I feel like uh, you know to to provide people with all the information and to have the lyrics there so you know people can learn them because people want to know what what you're saying, right? When yeah. people listen to music, they want to be able to fully understand and try to analyze and, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, for the super fans, pick things apart. So for you yeah. guys to, you know, to give us all the tools to, to do that, I, I think that's a really great thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was a big thing when we, we put everything up to is like, I had been seeing for years, like people griping online about how bands don't put their lyrics up online. I was like, all right, we're putting all of our lyrics on band camp. Yeah. Like there's no question about it. I think a lot of bands do it to secure ambiguity in their lyrics so that it's vague enough that without context you can apply it to your life however you like and i feel like if um if you're writing solid enough lyrics or just so if you write solid at all um i think that it's still applicable even if you give all of the subtext and all of the clues and all of the, the information and lyrics on the song i still feel like people can take and apply that to their life how it fits them best regardless yeah okay. that's well said yeah that's, i feel like that's pretty accurate too 100 percent. and I, i'm also uh, curious uh, you're are you in like some sort of studio right now 
or um so i have a little a little studio built in my house it's um it's nothing crazy just a, a super simple box with like a vaulted ceiling that cruises up mm-hmm. um i i do audio engineering and production for uh bands all over the the states and locally um so yeah, i do all of our um all of our recordings have been done in my house that's awesome i i i love that uh, you have that capability uh, how'd you get into that uh, I started uh, before I moved out of California. Um, I worked with uh, a buddy of mine. His name is Errold. Um and uh, I work. I started as an intern in a studio, uh, just kind of like cleaning up cigarette ashtrays and doing food runs and shit like that. Um, and slowly got into like helping edit and set up, and then slowly started doing my own shit. Uh, and I played a show with Errold and he was also doing this in his house at the time. Uh, and he kind of approached me and was, he was like, yo, I heard you have like an actual studio that you work out of. We should work together. And I was like, great. Sounds good. Uh, so with, and he, he taught me so much. It's, it's unbelievable. He actually moved out here. He's a tattoo artist, uh, about an hour North of the cities. Um, but yeah, I started there. And then when I moved out here, there was just, there was a lack of um, accessible studios just because, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20, you're working a job and probably all of your money is going to, you know, a car payment or insurance or your rent. However, you're splitting it with your nine roommates or whatever. So like there just wasn't really accessible studios for cost. Um, and I just wanted to make that available to people that wanted it like you know it it sucks to spend so much time on your art and on your music or if you know if it's not music whatever if it's a painting or whatever and not having it come out the way that you hear it in your head just because of the tools available to you aren't the quality that you want them to be i i don't think that that should get in anyone's way of creating same with like a painter like yeah they could they could have a perfect, beautiful painting in their head, but if all they can paint on is newspaper, it's probably not going to come out the way that they have it envisioned as if it would on like a really nice canvas. So um, just kind of providing tools to people that are taking their art seriously. Um, and it's not, you know, I don't really subsidize my bills with it. it. It doesn't bring me in a bunch of money to like help pay rent or whatever. It's It brings me some change. I can get my dog some food and get myself some groceries every now and then off of it. Um, But realistically, it's I just keep doing it because I don't know. I I think just helping people that don't have access to it is important. Yeah, I I think it's a good skill to have. So for you to be able to uh, not only record your own stuff, but help out other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's really, really cool. Cause like everything I do here for like the, the podcast that I do, like I'm not a professional. <laughs> everything that I learned is from uh, YouTube and Reddit. Hey man, the school of YouTube is, is maybe one of the greatest schools ever invented. Yes. YouTube has taught me a lot. Taught me how to tie a tie, helped me fix my old Honda Civic back in the day. So this guy uh, knows. Yeah, YouTube is is awesome. Um, 
But uh, you guys uh, put out a split with uh, Free For All uh, called uh, called Blood For All, which is awesome. I, I think splits are cool and it's nice to see, uh, you know, bands that are friends, uh, you know, be able to come together and do cool stuff. Can you talk about uh, how that split came together, like whose idea it, it was? So it's actually crazy. It's a crazy, funny coincidence. Um, so, yeah. Um, when we played our first show, we had the three songs from the demo, and then we had two other songs we were playing, which are "Anti Up" and "Heart Goes Cold," which were later came out on the demo or on the uh, on the, the split, split the free yeah. for all. Um, so my friend Mace, uh, who I've known for a few years, he he plays drums in free for all, and I I had seen some stuff about free for all on on social media, and I and I checked them out, and I was like, I was like, oh, they have a they use the number four. And their and their name too, just like us. That's funny. And it's like, and then I sent you a group chat one day. I was like, ha, ha, how funny would it be if we did a split with these guys? And then I shit you not, like maybe a week, two weeks later, they hit us up about inquiring about doing a split, mm-hmm. and with no like, no crossover com- conversations whatsoever. No. It was just two like, separate camps being like, hey, look at this band. Hey, look at this band. Wouldn't it be fun to do a split? And they just took the initiative and asked us, and we were like, yo, we've got two songs ready to go, recorded and done, mastered. Yeah. Just- Whenever you guys have your tracks ready, let us know. Yeah, that's wild. That's cool, though. I, I like that uh, they reached out and, and you guys are down because sometimes, uh, you know, it, it can be, uh, you know, like daunting for like a, a band to want to reach out to an- another band to to work together. But I think it's cool that, that you guys were down to to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think how we got on free for all's radar. Uh, I said I'm friends with Mace, but like not everyone is always active on social media and sees what other people are doing all the time. So mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Ty from Free For All, he, I think one of his friends were like, hey, you checked out this band out for blood from Minnesota. Like they're pretty sick. And he checked us out. And I think he kind of had the same train of thought as I did about like doing the split. But he, we didn't even know each other yet. And he just kind of just reached out and said, yeah, let's do it. And like, you know, we had these two songs we didn't really know what we were exactly going to do with yet. And uh, we are like, yeah, let's do a split. Sure. <laughs> and I, I am curious why the number four over the word four. Just kind of fun. It's just kind of we it's kind of just where we landed. Like, I don't know, <laughs> having a having a letter instead of a to. Uh, replace like a, a word. It also just in like shorthand, it something about o4b instead of ofb just kind of rolls it, off it, the tongue it better it works a little better mm-hmm. um it also looks cooler uh in uh cuz we had um our logos both the shorthand and the longhand were done by uh, a homie of mine from San Diego he's just a dad just a regular dude but he's an insane writer um and so i just hit him up and i was like hey man you want to throw me together a logo long form and short form? And he whipped up like, I shit you not, like 25 logos of each for us to choose from. And just like after looking at all of them, the because he did one that was uh, F-O-R and he, he did fours as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like looking at them, the four just looked a little bit cooler. Yeah. No, I, I think about it. I, whenever I like read your guys's name it always reminds me of this like video game they played back in the day called left 4 dead yeah dude oh okay yeah yeah so it's like <laughs> I, I i think it's cool and i i, I do enjoy that yeah because sometimes uh 
I, I feel like re replacing the word for a number doesn't always work out, but in your guys' totally. case, I, I feel like it, it works out fine. Yeah. yeah, we got we got really lucky with it. That's for sure. 100%. And, you know, we're coming up on the end of 2023. Do you guys have like long term plans or goals for next year? Want to do a lot more touring. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we did hit a four day weekender with free for all and identity crisis uh, back at the beginning of September, September. Mm -hmm. uh, and we definitely uh, I think as it rolls into winter up here, our winters up here get pretty brutal. Uh, we kind of, we're kind of going to chill for a couple of months after the end of the year, we've got one more show at the end of December and then we're going to kind of chill the first couple of months, mm -hmm. I think. And then, uh, we might have a little something going on in March. We'll see. Okay. And is there a, a time frame for that five song EP th that you guys mentioned earlier, or are you guys just kind of just working on it and just seeing how things play out? Personally, I would like to have it out middle of March at the latest. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But we'll see. Okay. So it's not like top priority? Um, it, it's the it's the highest priority we have, uh, because we don't necessarily like I I would like to have that out by the time we hit our next uh out of state runs. Um just because, you know, having new music along with uh a fresh, you know, run to go on always works out better for grabbing people than doing a run off of music that you released the prior year. Cause a lot of times, you know, like there's probably a lot of people that don't like what we've released and that's okay, mm -hmm. but you might really like the next thing we release, you know? Yeah, exactly. So like always giving that chance to come back and say, Oh nope, I still don't like this band or, Oh shit, this new stuff is crazy. I have to go see them. Yeah. And I, I like how you mentioned earlier about how, you know, you're booking shows and you want to kind of, you know, build th these relationships with like the regional bands and the regional scenes. Do you think that way about touring? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so over the years before I, because uh, this is kind of like the first band I've ever been in, first hardcore band definitely I've ever been in where like it's been built kind of from like the ground up. Mm -hmm. um there was a band that i used to when i lived back in jacksonville that i filled in for a little bit on vocals but it wasn't my thing it wasn't like my baby yeah. you know what i mean yeah um but yeah uh and i went off on a little tangent there for a second what was the question oh, do you think about uh touring the same way you do about when, how you book shows building those regional connections. oh yeah, yeah 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 so uh what i remember i was doing so like over the years i've kind of like built up like I, uh, a, a large roster of people that I just know that do different kinds of things all around the country between like uh, being in bands or their promoters or their tour managers or whatever. I just kind of built a roster of people that I've just built some just kind of even just surface level relationship with like we're just on good terms and like we know each other. Um, and so uh, but not really so much like in the area of the Midwest that I'm in right now. Um, so I knew if I was ever like in a band or if I ever wanted to book bands here, um, I would have a lot of connections in other places, but not really like directly near where I am. Uh, so I definitely wanted to get down into doing that really well because I knew like this was an area I was kind of lacking in knowing people in. Uh, so I definitely wanted to focus on it and I did. And 
I feel like that was kind of the big driving force in like getting to know people regionally and building those connections regionally because I knew in a lot of other places I already kind of had connections built. Uh, but yeah. I'll also say like networking is your most is your most powerful tool that you have as an artist of any kind. Yeah. Um, if you are, you know, if you pull up to the venue and you load in and then you just go sit by like just with your band by the van for hours until it's your time to play, you're missing out on these super valuable. And when I say valuable, I mean, just human connection, regardless of they can help you or not. It doesn't, that means nothing, but these super valuable human connections are, are everything, especially in uh, a DIY style scene or just any scene that isn't mainstream. Um, the, those connections are everything because, you know, you're going to these towns that you may have never played in before. So you might not know a single soul there, but these people at some surface level know you. So you should probably go, they're giving you their time out of their. They could be doing anything. They could be at home making pancakes and throwing them against the wall. It, they could do whatever they want with their time and they're choosing to come give that time to you. So I feel like it's a crucial thing to give that time back and create and make those foundation like relationships. Cause it, it'll mm -hmm. only, it'll only grow into something beautiful like there's there's really no downside to to meeting and talking to people whether it's a person that just came to the show whether it's a, a local regional act that's playing the show that you're playing whether it's the the booking agent that booked it the promoter whether it's you know shit the person if they have like if there's a lot of places now that are like doing little like home cooked style meals that you can like get a tray of a meal go talk to those people they go ask him how long it took him to cook that. Like, you know, like yeah. just showing that you care at all is massively important. I think it's also important to state too, like you never know, like somebody that might be at a show that you're at or that you're involved with or something, they might not be doing anything right this very second uh, at all. But in five years, they could be like a very important person for many different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always just important to just like be genuine, be yourself, be kind, be courteous to others. And that'll kind of come back around to help you because if you were, if you were that way with somebody and eventually one day, like they remember like how you, how well you treated them, it, uh, it just kind of comes full circle for you. That might be a little bit of the Southern hospitality that I'm used to coming into, you know, my thought process, but mm. that's kind of how I view things. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really important to, to just, uh, you know, be yourself. And I like when people are, uh, you know, kind, uh, to, to people just to be kind, right. Not to get out or to get anything from them. That's right. just like who right. they are. Exactly. So, it's not a transactional interaction right. or relationship. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I like what you said. Yeah. The kid that you're nice to just because that's how you are, you know, they're not doing anything in the scene right now, but you know, a couple of years down the road, they could, they could be the next, you know, big band and they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll remember that. And kindness. they will be, they yeah. will be the next big band. It's, it's exactly how it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, trust me, I, 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 I've been around for a long time. So I've, I've seen kids, <laughs> uh, you know, who, who people use to call new jacks or whatever. Yep. And, you know, fast forward and th they're in bands and it's just like, you know, people were completely wrong. So it's just like, I, I get it. Um, you know, sometimes people want to judge certain people, but for me, it's just like, Hey, I'm just happy kids are showing up. I, I don't care if they're new yeah, or old. That part. If, yeah, if people are exactly. showing up, like th th that, that's what we should be thankful for. 
A hundred percent. And like, you know, I, I, I'll say, I've said this to a bunch of people and like, give them enough time. Kids are going to figure it out. Like, yeah, there's no reason to like be, be like a dickhead to kids yeah. or anything like that. Like, yeah. By one point, one point or another, they're gonna figure it out. Fuck yeah! If they spend around, they'll figure it out. Neither of us stepped onto the scene and were just like had it figured out immediately. It took <laughs> so many years to figure it out. I had to figure some things out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just had this dude on. Um, he, he's in like a newer band. He's a younger kid, and I, I just gave him some advice. I was like, "Hey, I was like, the friends you have right now, like your real friends, the ones that uh, have been around before your band started popping off." Like, hold on to those people because you're about to encounter a lot of fake people, people that are going to want to try to use you just because yep. you're in, in, in a good band. Just j- just be wary. And he's like, yeah, he's like, really? And I was like, yeah, trust me. I was like, it's not it's it, not everything's nice. So so just right. j- just be careful who you let you know, close to. It's it's the human condition. Yeah. yeah. People will unfortunately will come across people who unfortunately who consider all social interactions transactional. Yeah. And it's upsetting. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is strange that that uh, and I, I feel like um, I there's been times where it's gotten me so jaded where like, I just didn't even want to like be around or I, I couldn't even believe that yeah. I'm like a part but, of yeah. something like that. But been there. Uh, yeah, but, but I always had to like just grab myself and remind myself that when I got into this, it, it, it was uh, because of the music. So I can't yeah. let people who aren't even like important to me like you know aren't even really in my life uh, affect me that much so i was like all right as long as there's uh, you know good music and there's a scene like i I gotta uh, just not let that stuff bring me down or even push me out totally it's really easy for one moldy piece of bread to infect the entire loaf you know so it's 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 super important to keep that mindset Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure and and it's what what kept me here because i've seen um, you know, waves of bad people and, um, you know, lots of good people too. Right. I have, I have a lot yeah. of friends who, who are a part of the scene, do really cool stuff for the scene. Um, but there's just, yeah, there's, it's, uh, sometimes it, it, it can be hard to navigate. So that's why I always just try to encourage people. Hey, like, you know, shit might get tough, but just remember why you you know decided to get into hardcore yeah. and why you wanted to support the scene. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Perfectly put. Okay. And as far as, uh, you know, any other projects you're working on? I, I know you mentioned Rot earlier. You guys have anything yeah. else? A- Alex and I are in Rot. Uh, we just put out uh, like a seven song EP. Um, yeah. Came out back in September, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then um, Alex and I have this like an indie side project thing that's just like sad emo bullshit. Uh, and that that we don't ever play shows with that live. It's just more of like a in a way to get a different outlet out, just wring the towel dry and reset. And that way it's fresh for our other projects. Where can people listen to that online? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just on Bandcamp. It's called all right later. All right later. Okay. I, I, I gotta check that out because that's you know because well, just like you guys I'm sure we all listen to different types of music I I don't listen to hardcore 24 7 so no, I'm no, always really <laughs> I'm always interested to check out other types of music as well totally for sure um as for me uh I, I'm starting to pick up drums again um I've got a couple of projects that I've got in the works right now nothing near completely written yet so I won't even mention it so I'm just just know I'm working on stuff on drums. Okay. And is that, did you pick up drums because there's like a lack of drummers out there or is it because something that you're passionate about before? Um, so yeah, I, I, I've played playing drums since I was like 15. Um, I just kind of like 
when I was 18, like life got in the way and I just kind of fell off of doing it. I didn't really have a lot of opportunity to be able to like play as much as I wanted to. And mm. then like, so then yes, when I moved here, like I did notice there also was a very much so shortage of drummers as there is in a lot of scenes from what yeah. I've heard. Um, and so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll pick up drums again. And I just jammed with a couple of people the other night and like things are looking like it's going in a cool direction. So, but yeah, I do like playing drums too. Uh, even though they are a little annoying to tote around. There's for sure a drum a drummer shortage. There's a reason that Alex and I have, we just stick together because <laughs> as I say, we were like, okay, bass player and drummer that work well together. Okay, rhythm sections on lock. And then this is, uh, Alex and I were in another band uh, where I played guitar. It's It was like a, like a mid 2000s style metalcore band called Wild God Sleeps. Okay. Um, so just like think breakdown core with like, just like 2007 riffs. Um, but yeah, so that was the the first band that him and I played guitar and drums together. Um, so this would be the second time we've done that. But um, I've known Alex since like 2016 uh, when my old band played with his old band and I, uh, they were recording with a dude and I was, they were like, yeah, it's going pretty well. We're not like super in love with, the product that he's giving us and i was like send me the files uh i'll i'll set a timer and mix for two hours if my mix is better than what you've been getting pay him out for his tracking and then come finish the record with me and that's what ended up happening it's wild but i do like that you guys have that uh, combo you guys stick together because it's yeah I, it's, I, it's important. Yeah, because that, that that seems to always be the holdup. Like, all right, there's a singer, there's a guitar player, bass player, but who the hell's gonna play drums? Right? <laughs> do we hire Mr. MacBook? Like, what do we what do we do? Yo, I saw. Um, are, are you guys familiar with the band Rings of Saturn? Hell yeah! Oh yeah. Okay, so I, I went to uh, Whitechapel was on like an anniversary tour, and Sick. Rings of Saturn was on that tour, and they just didn't have a drummer. They just yeah. played like they just hit play on their like uh, machine. And I was like, this is crazy. And I was really curious because like I, I don't listen to that band, but I was curious, like, yeah. is this normal? Or are the fans here going to like it? But people were going crazy. Yeah, especially like so Rings of Saturn, especially that band. It's like you're there for the guitar. The guitar work in that band is everything. That okay. is a, a guitar shred lick fest like it, that's that's basically nine nine out of ten people are there to watch or hear the guitarist of rings just absolutely melt that that stick i found out some very interesting lore about rings of saturn the other day you guys want to hear it i'm i'm let's interested go, let's go let's so go. from like 2010 to 2012 i think or maybe it was uh 2013 the vocalist of spy was the vocalist of rings of saturn the vocalist of spy yeah really uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i'm not kidding yeah he, he, he used to be in the band that. yeah that's wild yeah it's crazy and they have the craziest merch like w when i was looking at their merch oh like it's like you know 25 colors on one Dude, shirt yeah. i'm just like like it has to it has to cost 17 dollars just to print the shirt like yeah but the, it's crazy yeah the, the, like when i saw them they had a bunch of like uh dragon ball super designs uh, so sick which i thought was awesome but it's like yeah i i, I i'm not like uh, a fan of them like I, i'm just not into that kind of music but i just totally saw them because sure, yeah. i was there for white chapel yeah um but i, I just thought it was crazy well and i think that's like that's one of the best ways to get somebody to even consider your band is like you know they come to a show that you happen to be playing they're not really there to see you they're not really their, their cup of tea but they walk by the merch and they go holy shit 
look at that t-shirt. And then now, now you're in their head. Now they're thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. enough to where you, you brought up a rings of Saturn t-shirt and you don't even listen to rings of Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just so fascinated by it. Um, and uh, do you guys try to get like super technical, like with your merch, trying to like get like, you know, do designs that, you know, people are going to want to rock or do you guys just do stuff? What you think is cool? Like how do you guys so, approach that? I would say it's a 50 50. Cause like, Alex and I in every band we've ever been in have always um, have always subscribed to the idea that if you won't wear your own merch, nobody else wants to wear your merch. Like if, if you wouldn't happily put on one of your own shirts and strut around the city in it, nobody else is going to want to do that. So there's always this 50 50 of making sure that the merch that we think the merch is sick. It's something that we would wear. But also, on the other hand, making sure that we don't get too tunnel visioned into just what we like, because what we like isn't, you know, the supreme, like, end all be all of merch ideas, you know. Um, So, like, I think we just print stuff that we think is fun or that we would be excited to go get ourselves. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good way to put it. I guess pretty 50, 50, not really super technical. Um, we all, we all put together merch ideas. Um, I think the only one that we haven't done is, uh, we had our buddy, uh, John Mayo, uh, make us a a design of, uh, he's got this like point. It's just this massive yoked dude. And he's got like this poindexter nerd guy and he's got them all wrung out like a towel. (laughs) It's just like, you can see like his bones cracking out and shit. And it's like, Stuff like that we wouldn't be able to do because we're not artistic in that sense. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to, you know, uh, finding a, a super dope graphic that we can alter and change and make our own and then, you know, finding the right place to put the logo, etc. Um, we've just been really lucky with with our merch. Um, people, I think people really see the vision that we want with it and they're just as excited as we are when we get to like put something new on the table. Yeah, I agree. You guys had that design for the split. What, what, what was it on a t-shirt or the, the mosh department one? Oh, yep. So, uh, both us and free for all, uh, have, um, like opposing team style. So theirs is uh, a maroon shirt with like, I think it's like gray accents. And so it says, you know, free for all mosh department with the, uh, the helmet on it, the football helmet. Um, and but so they have maces. On oh this. yeah. They have, they have maces on, we have not we have swords. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we just thought it would be really fun to do kind of like a, like a rival college kind of setup. Mm. And, uh, I, I'm not sure whose, whose initial idea was that? It was kind of a, I, mean, I think it was Ty's idea I think uh, so. originally. And then like, we kind of just like, I like passed it along to you guys and you guys were like all in for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming those aren't available anymore. No, we've, I think we've got more of that than anything else. Right. Yeah. Now. Uh, we, we put in a big order for that. Okay. Yeah. So we still have some of those left. Uh, we need to, uh, we should be actually adding those to our merch store pretty soon. They'll be up by Monday. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so there are some of those left if you want to buy one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I, I will buy one when you guys put them up. Cause they I'm are printed on base side, by the way. Uh, on what? I'm sorry. Bayside. I've never even heard of that Bayside. It's oh, super dude, good It's quality. such a good t-shirt. It's the the garment itself is where we were we got them and we were like, yo, what if we only printed on Bayside from now? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, it's a really good garment. Yeah, cuz normally whenever I, I I do merch, it's on Gildan Hammer. Yep. That's a good and, one too. And yeah. Hammer Hammer's great cuz like Hammer 
only gets softer the more you wash it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love a shirt that gets softer instead of, you know, regular gildan just turns into sandpaper after like four washes. Whereas hammer just gets nice and soft and it starts to fit your body more. Yeah, yeah it's nice. And our, so you guys are like really involved in the process of your merch. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah everything. Uh, we have a buddy. Uh, he plays guitar in a band called Ghost Bath. Um, he does um, he does all of our, our printing so far. He works out of a spot called Cold Side Prints. If anybody in the cities is listening and wants good merch made. OK, yeah, he yep. crushes it always. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to check out his work when I purchase a shirt because I'm stoked for that. <laughs> well, uh, <if laughs> those, you, those I, ones are the only ones that he didn't. Do. Oh, yeah, really? The, okay, okay. Yeah. The uh, Mosh Department <laughs> ones, uh, those weren't done by him. That was done by Backroom Prints in Oklahoma City. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the the, the um, rivals over there printed yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I appreciate you know both of you taking the time to to do this i know it's, it's uh you know pretty early for you guys uh, so i, yeah, I, I all good. no stress yeah it uh, means a lot to me but um before we sign off is, is there anything else you guys would like to say um i want to shout out beyond all doubt from arizona uh i want to shout out blistered spirit from st louis uh primitive rage from kansas or no uh springfield, springfield missouri uh enervate from milwaukee milwaukee uh mm-hmm. spirit of vengeance from toronto um man there's so we have so many friend bands yeah. like it's it's hard to remember them all to be honest with you okay anything from you jake i think the last thing that i've got is just uh just saying thanks to anybody that gives us yeah five seconds of their time uh Anybody that comes to a show, I don't care if you're on your phone, if you're standing there and like giving me five seconds of your time to even be there at all is massive. So like, I don't know, just thanking people that give a fuck. Yeah. Shout out to like everyone who like believes in our stuff because like we've only we released our stuff back in March and like it's where we're at, like not even being a year in is huge. Like, so I just want to say thank you to everyone who who gives us the time of day. Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome year new music new merch soon all right well there you have it thank you both for doing the podcast today thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll be back soon oh yeah